Prince Adam is living two lives. In one life, he's the beta male heir to the throne of Eternia, a land teeming with high technology, dark sorcery, and rippling, brawny man-meat. But when he lifts his sword and declares, By the power of Greyskull, I have the power! He's transformed into the beefiest champion of all, He-Man. With the help of a billion allies and vehicles provided by the good people at Mattel Toys, He-Man protects his homeland and the source of his power from the evil wizard and professional comedian Skeletor and his blundering evil warriors. He-Man. Today on Days Past Tooncast, we're talking about He-Man and, and the, the Masters of the Welcome everyone to the Days Past Tooncast. My name is Will. My name is Travis. And on this podcast, we have adult conversations about yesterday's animations. All month, we have been talking about the shows of Filmation, a now extinct uh, cartoon animation (laughs) production studio that brought us many, 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 many good times. Good times because of their cartoons. Yeah. Lots of cartoons. We've covered Ghostbusters. We've covered... Fat Albert, mm-hmm. we've covered She-Ra, the Princess of Power. <laughs> and every week we're talking about not only these wonderful animations that from the yesterdays, but we're talking about specific episodes that have a theme of love in them. Yep. And we recently came out that we are... Lovers. Lovers, yeah. Of Filmation and its car mini cartoons. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we love them. Can't get enough of them, Travis. I feel like you're a bigger lover of the Filmations than I am. I am, 100%. Like, I imagine that you dream in Filmation-style animation. For sure. Repeated (laughs) images with all the corners cut wherever possible. Three voice actors to a cast. Always. But, Travis, this is the... The week that you've been waiting for. It has, man. I'm eagerly awaiting. Yeah, you've been waiting 20 episodes now for this to happen. I've been trying to make it just a He-Man podcast for a while, but you're just just not biting the bullet. You're not biting. I'm not going to bite your damn bullet no matter how many times you (laughs) shove it in my mouth. Bite the bullet, dude. Bite the bullet and take it. I don't know where that that exactly came from. I Did use people, it wrong, but I, I like guess it though. If someone bites the bullet, was it that like they were operating on you? And I, I think so. That's a terrible thing to bite on. You just bite on some leather. Back then, your teeth weren't healthy. No, yeah, you couldn't. No, handle they a would bullet. crunch. Yeah, you could eat like a cold cereal. Yeah. They'd probably <laughs> start with a rag or a saddle or something. <laughs> well, Travis, you already blew blew our spot up. I did. It is, and will always be. Hey, man. I am the masters of the universe. He man and the masters of the universe. (laughs) Sweet music to my ears. Again, an episode that doesn't have the main villain in it. Skeletor. Who's like more than half of the reason to watch the show. So I apologize. I chose the episode. I promise I'm not trying to edge him out of here. Okay. I love Skeletor. All I was doing, I was looking for love. Uh, And all the right. And I found it in the right place, but it was the wrong place for Skeletor. Uh, This episode. We got a good severance package though. Yeah, we did. We, We got somebody who I wish was a recurring, just an every episode character from that point on. Or at least told you the, the lesson at the end of it. Yeah, he should have gotten a little bit more time. We're talking about <laughs> Locust the Demon. Yeah. This episode, as usual, it was a feast for the senses, as is every <laughs> He-Man and most Filmation shows, but especially He-Man, because they give you a little bit of everything. It's fun for the whole family. <laughs> Whatever the family's into, whether it's science or magic or demons or cats that you can ride on the back of, a rippling muscle men, ladies in armor that still doesn't cover most of their body jokes that aren't funny but you'll still laugh because you just feel good about yeah it. you're like you know what i'm gonna support it's it's your friend who's not that funny and you're like you know but I, you deserve my support i'm gonna i'm gonna back you on this Yeah, prince adam you kind of creep me out <laughs> it's but a, yeah uh, yeah but i like you agreed 
so that we can crack this open officially. Okay. So we don't have to keep sitting on all these sweet details. Let's real quick get into the plot. Yes. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Season 1, Episode 24. Originally broadcast December 2nd, 1983. Entitled, The Wizard of Stone Mountain. A demon named Locus offers to bring the wizard Malak the object of his affection. He-Man's ally, Tila. Locus then lays waste to Malak's castle grounds and flies off to Eternia's royal palace, where he tricks Tila, Ram-Man, and He-Man into confronting Malak. Even after being imprisoned, Tila refuses Malak's advances, and Locus is ready to collect on his payment, Malak's soul, which he'll give to his master, a nameless fire being claiming to be evil incarnate. While He-Man holds the Dark Lord off, it's the pure spirit of Corrine, Malak's assistant, who's in love with him and offers her soul in his stead, that drives evil away. The Wizard of Stone Mountain. Mm -hmm. If you were to look this up online, as I have done, okay. as I always do, I always type in any number of Google searches related to the cartoons that we watch. Yes. Just begging the internet to drop something in my lap <laughs> that was that would be useful for the show. Anyone. Anything, anyone. I don't care what it is. Just give it to me. You're at the coffee shop like, hey, anyone? Does anyone have any, any, any intel? <laughs> I'm just carrying around like a tape recorder. Do you know anything about the wizard from Stone Mountain? <laughs> You don't tell I mean, me any other. Yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, if they know, they know. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, you got a fan on your hands if they their eyes perk up a little bit. But the Wizard of Stone Mountain specifically, mm -hmm. if you go a searching, okay, if you go a googling, <laughs> don't you go a froggy went a googling. <laughs> well, this froggy went a googling, and he found a couple things. Okay, what'd you find? One of them, I wish I could play something for you. I found that there is a fan film. Actually, there are three of them, a trilogy of fan films that are okay. uh, not quite feature length, like an hour and 15 minutes. The first one is based on this very episode called Wizard of Stone Mountain. Fans made live action films. They actually did this on their own budget. Like they raised money for wow. it and stuff like that. <laughs> I wish I could find any more on it. I could not find a trailer. The site that the Wikipedia entry links to is not there anymore. There's no, like IMDb, I think there's an entry, and on Rotten Tomatoes, there's some not great reviews of it. I'll find them. Okay, please, I'll please. I want to see this, because apparently they it's inspired by the episode, but like the main, kind of one of the bad guys, Malik, is kind of the main character. They focus on him, not on He-Man, <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> but here's the poster that does make it look like it's a He-Man thing. Wow. It's awful. It's barely a poster. It's a man with a red vest or an undone red shirt, yeah. low rise jeans, no shirt underneath. He's in good shape. I'll give him that. He's not in He-Man shape. Like this guy is like a runner's body, but he's just holding a sword up. And then there's some really bad font that somebody bought off of a font site in purple saying Masters of the yeah. Universe, the Wizard of Stone Mountain, summer 2011, eight years ago. Can't find anything else on this. I, nice. God, I wish I could find it. But just the idea of it, the people raised, like I saw that they're, uh, I think it was one of their Kickstarter or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it was like, they just, they just wanted to raise like $2,000 to supplement their equipment to do it. So it seems like maybe you should have asked for a little bit more, actually. Yeah. I think you could probably squeeze a little bit more out of the Motu fans even, out there. Even though this guy didn't get paid, he was like, hey, listen, if I have my shirt off, I'm totally good with it. I think he's cool. He's like, oh, that sweet Motu groupie <laughs> action. I'm going to get off of this. You have no idea. He got none. <laughs> Now, that one's a little bit of a disappointment because yeah. it's a feast for the eyes, but not for the ears. Okay. So to balance that out, I'm going to give you a feast for the ears, not so much for the eyes. I don't, I don't get it. Well, you will. Okay. Wizard of Stone Mountain also will bring you to a Croatian stoner metal sludge metal band called Wizard of Stone Mountain wow. from Croatia. And I would like to play a little bit of one of their tracks right now, just All to right. give you an idea of what this episode and this show inspired in some young Croatians. Nice. This is off their second album. The cut is called Stoned Ape. Stoned Ape. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, this, is my, this is my realm, dude. It's just, a, you know what? I think it's a good meeting of yours and mine. Because, like, the sound of it is kind of lo-fi and stonery, like, kind of Sabbathy. Yeah. But the, the vocals are a little bit closer to that 
I don't know how to do anything else but this. This is the best I can do. Yeah, it is a perfect blending of our of our spirits. We suddenly our have been, spirits, well, yeah. and it's He-Man related. Hell yeah! I wonder if they know, or if that's just a weird, <laughs> you know, like uh, translation issue. No, I really like this. I'm gonna check him out. This is my kind of thing. I love the Melvins. Stoned, stoned ape is the name of the song. All right, enough fucking around. I'm tired of this. Okay, it's time to talk about He-Man. Yeah. And the masters of the universe. Yeah, I had all it felt like it was going to pop there. I would like to talk about Malik, the man of the hour, the asshole of the year award goes to Malik. A wizard who lives in a castle that has a very ornate piping system feeding it. Like, I don't know what kind of dumps he's taken in there or what kind of like chemicals he's he's processing, but it's very high tech looking and a lot of them. As far as I can tell, only he and I would assume like his parents probably live in the top of the castle the way this guy's living. Yeah. Like he's playing Overwatch or whatever kids are playing these days, like on PS4 half the time. And then he, uh, the other time he's working on his magic. Fortnite. For, there it is. Fortnite. Yeah. yeah. One of these, you know, I mean, he has he has a lab as any good wizard does. He has test tubes <laughs> filled with other various colors of chemicals and everything. Yeah. This guy <laughs> seems like we couldn't be talking about him at a more appropriate time. He has a lot of issues. Top among them is his obsession with Eternian captain of the guard, Tila, who is a wonderful woman. I don't blame him she for is. finding her attractive. Great person. Great person. Mm-hmm. Great personality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also a hottie bow body. You know, I, knew, I knew I could lure you into that. <laughs> oh, isn't that simple? In a flashback, we find out that Malik met her in the Eternian equivalent of college. Their college uh, acquaintances. <laughs> she, he says that it was at the City of Wisdom. I tend to think of it as like Wisdom State U is where they met. Speed dating. She wished she could take that back <laughs> yeah, if right. that's the case. We see a, a few scenes of him just coming to her she's in books all the time and he just comes up and starts waving his hand in the motion that to most modern people says okay move it along I've heard enough yeah 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 yeah. get to the good part that's his way of casting magic (laughs) and he just comes up he needs to be spoken to about like wizard boundaries Uh (laughs) you can't just go up to people and magically change their clothing and their own personal effects into other things, especially if you're not good at it yet. At least get good at it. And if, at first, he's not. There's there's rules for this shit. Listen, Orko's cute. You need consent <laughs> to do these things. You can like if you cast weather magic around a person, that's a little bit different. But if I walk up to you and I'm like, "Hey, Travis, how'd you like to wear different underwear? Blammo, cabamo. That's not okay. Yeah, I should. I gotta ask. Hey, Travis, is it okay if I magically change your books into a bunch of bugs? <laughs> You, you got to ask for yeah, sure. Though. You got to ask. Otherwise, you're going to wind up getting killed while you're sleeping. And I'm surprised Tila didn't just like rub him out. She was like, this guy is too much of a problem. No, she's very, she's very tolerant of him. She says like, well, we were friends. <laughs> she was like, I thought of him as a friend. He didn't think of me that way. Oof. And sadly, I'm sure I've been that guy. I've been a Malik in my life in various ways. Twice over. But Malik takes it to an extent like this is, I have to assume years later. Because this is in college, and I, I like to think of them as like in their early 30s, a little bit younger than you and I, maybe. Yeah. Tila is the captain of the guard now. She's been successful. Malik is just hanging out in, again, what I just make up is his parents' castle, that he has the run of the whole place because they're elderly and he takes care of them. He's wearing, he's wearing uh, pajama standard clothes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he never, he never gets out of them. He just right. fixes a PBJ and yeah. goes about his way. Puts some cheese on some bread, throws it in the microwave, and <laughs> he's like, calls doesn't it a even day. cast magic on it. Yeah. <laughs> Another day wasted in this lonely tower. Me, Malik, the mighty wizard of Stone Mountain, held prisoner by the memory of the one I love. Beautiful Tila. How I've longed to see you again and make you mine. But you rejected me. Preferring to join the royal guard than to become my wife. It's not 
fear. My magic can get me anything I want except her. He met this chick in college and he's still fucking breaking his own shit over it. He's sitting there just like walking around the room. It's like, I can't believe she wouldn't be my wife. She's going to be this instead. I What's the fuck? Now, Travis, I want to read to you some key words, some, some short descriptions okay. of a type of person characterized by resentment, self-pity, misogyny, misanthropy, narcissism, and racism. Also, mostly white, male, and heterosexual. This describes involuntary celibacy. Incels. Yes. He is. Mm -hmm. I I can't believe how much he matches it and how they refuse to really touch. I know this wasn't a thing. Like in 1983, we did not have that term. We certainly had people <laughs> that fit the bill of that type of... Uh, they're out to keep me from getting laid. That's if you don't know what an incel is. I mean, there's a better description out there to go find, but it means involuntarily celibate. And it seems to be men who believe that something in society is holding them back involuntarily from having sex. <laughs> that has to do with how women expect things, these things from men, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And own way too many trench coats. Probably. Maybe. Yeah, they probably, a few of them probably look like Matrix extras. <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't go against that. Extra. Yeah. <laughs> Real extra. Extras. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy is sitting alone in a castle. He's a wizard, so he's probably like a huge, like basically he's a nerd for magic. Yeah. Yeah. And that all great for me. I mean, nothing wrong with that. Will nerd for magic. <laughs> yes. We're all nerds for something. And I'm a half a nerd for magic, I'd say. I get, oh. I get like a, you know, a little tingle. I'm a half about nerd magic. for these, uh, these tunes, bro. Oh, hey. And the toys. I'm going to go Forget whole nerd it. for that one. Yeah. Full, full, full nerd number. I'm going here. full nerd. You got a full nerd going. <laughs> You're putting the tape around your, your glass here. <laughs> Just when certain things get brought up, I like start transforming. It's pretty true. It's really pretty close. Your posture gets worse. And <laughs> yeah. I put on orthopedic shoes and grow them. It really just describes this guy to a T. He's a nerd for magic. So he's again, I just imagine him. He's at home. If he has the internet and a computer, he is complaining about this to other wizards about how this woman from college still hasn't realized that she made a mistake and uh -huh. not marrying him. Why? Like, they, what interaction did they have that he thought they should have this relationship? How she keeps teasing him. Uh, yeah, how she said hi to him that one time. <laughs> and again, that that kind of thinking, that's one thing. But when you start, he starts breaking his own shit. He throws his crystal ball on the ground and pushes the table over. Right off top. In impotent rage, because he does it like his body language, just like, I can't believe she did this to me. <laughs> it's like he can't even get properly mad about it. <laughs> Meanwhile... He's ignoring and really being abusive towards his loving assistant, Corrine. Malik, are you all right? Corrine, I didn't call for you. But I heard a noise. I thought you needed help. Well, you thought wrong, assistant. Now leave me. We'll go over your magic lessons later. Yes, Malik. His sister. <laughs> it sounds like he said, like, look, sister. But he just calls her assistant so that we know that's his assistant. Look, assistant. Look, <laughs> look sister, I'll tell you something or other. Kareen doesn't come into play so much until much later in the episode. Yeah. She is a kind of soft-spoken lady. Yeah. <laughs> I almost called her a lass. A woman, if you a will. A woman, whatever you, whatever you prefer. <laughs> she is his assistant and his apprentice. He's like, I will teach you magic later. I'm too angry right now. <laughs> whatever. But he's just she, treating her like shit. She, right off the, right from the jump, as you would say, Travis. From the get-go. From the get-go. You can tell, like, she likes this guy. God knows why. Nothing about him at this moment is attractive, regardless of how he looks. This is the worst teenager man you can encounter. The women, worst kind. Women love assholes. Well, okay. There are people who like people who are problematic and they seek that out. And sadly, I think Corrine might be one. Mm -hmm. She gets this guy by the end, but she's only been attracted to him. Basically, since she's known him, he's been obsessed with one woman from college. Outward, he is not denying that. He is constantly talking about it. That's what she att got attracted to. She can change him. Well, exactly. So once she actually gets him at the end, will she still actually be interested? No. 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 Absolutely not. This guy is nerd. He won't be interested either because she's not going to match up to whatever version of a lady he has in his head. Yeah. Now, I will. She does match up to the style, the fashions 
of Eternia. Yeah. This woman shows up in like a Rambo headband. Uh-huh. But it's it's what she's wearing, like her main dress that she's wearing. It's like the top half is a puffy sleeve princess gown that's grafted onto hot pants. Like it just suddenly goes from being like Princess Peach from Super Mario Brothers to yeah. just, uh, yeah. And like she's a fly girl downstairs. Those pants it's, were, there it's, was something. It's nuts. It is, <laughs> they, it's nuts. They just said, uh, what do you think you're doing? This is, uh, you having a full gown? Uh-uh. Nope, not doing that. We got to have bare legs on this show. You got to have a lesson with the, with those pants. <laughs> well, like everybody has bare legs, it seems like, just about. I mean, every everybody who's meant to be attractive, you can tell by their legs. <laughs> and a man or woman on this show. And really, her being in love with Malik, she's not missing out on much. Because when Malik gets his chance with Tila, which he doesn't really because she's never interested. But when she gets lured to the castle and he gets her in a room of his own design, his version of romance like a romantic bachelor pad love layer is the Hallmark store around Valentine's. Cause it's just like red ribbons and purple yeah. plush couches and a statue of Cupid. And also strangely angular flowers Yeah, that look like hazards. Like I'm not a florist, but I don't think these, these represent love. Like you're, they're used as weapons. You're not? No, I thought you were part no, of the I Look, I'm going to go on record. Not a florist. Okay. Not a botanist. Okay. What's the other one? Um, a horticulturist. Thank you. I always forget it. Always will. A philanthropist. <laughs> you love that word. I do. <laughs> philanthropist and philan- philanthropy are hard for me to say. Philanthropy. <laughs> Catching up with the Eternians. <laughs> I love it. That's good. <laughs> I didn't think about the uh, the reality show aspect. Of that. Oh man, that's another one I would watch. That's another like really this show. You could pretty much pitch any genre of film or television show for it. It's like reality show starring the royal family. Yep, absolutely. I'm there. Uh, Muppet Babies. That's the other one I want to see. And then also like a WWF wrestling, like where everybody's just in. Like that's what they are. Uh-huh. He man's a wrestler. Right. Uh, Merman's a wrestler. Whatever. Skeletor. I love that. Catching up with the Eternians, it's pretty much just business as usual yep. over at the palace. Orko, the palace wizard, is summoning pretty much every kind of precipitation yep. on accident. Like he he can't keep it under control. I don't know. He doesn't know how to do anything magically on purpose. No. It's always just like a Epsy. But he's cute. Cat. He's adorable. Cute AF. No, I love him. I yep. love him. Now, man of arm, man at arms is not happy with them. Uh, he's about ready to wring his neck. <laughs> he gets the most shit from him. <laughs> this is it, Orko. I've had it with your silly parlor tricks. Sorry, Duncan. I must have gotten my spells crossed. You got your spells crossed? Why, you... Wait a second. I can fix everything. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? I've got a blizzard in my workshop. That's what's going on. Nothing ever happened. Like, no matter how many times he screws up, no matter how bad he screws things up, because, I mean, it's one thing if you're just a guy with a sword and you screw up, like maybe you kill somebody, big deal. But, yeah, <laughs> but if you're somebody who wields the power to bend reality to your will, and you're like, it's, uh, and then it's just, <laughs> like, it doesn't work out. You and, really should watch out. And I've never seen your face. We can't hang out anymore, No, 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 bro. no, no, no. You, you start showing me faces, <laughs> we will start talking. Do you even have legs? You're just floating in a pajama top. It's the face he can't wrap his head around. Yeah, yeah. Now, what made, seeing this little scene, which has nothing to do with the rest of the episode, it's just a moment of levity for those watching the He-Man. They want to have some laughs. A little respite from the action, the pulse-counting action and the heavy morality of the show. (laughs) I started wondering if maybe Orko is somebody's nephew, or maybe he got, like, the king of Eternia off smack at one point. And so, like, basically, he just has a free ride. No matter how bad he does, because he's not. He's Nepotism not, was was here for what, sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it's also like it's kind of earned. It's like, hey, he has a good heart. He's not taking advantage of it. He's being a good guy. He's just not good at what he does. He'll just kind of almost kill you in the morning. And he doesn't mean to. And lunchtime, Look, he didn't mean to. <laughs> yeah. Look at him. Look at him. Twenty eight times a day. Yeah, you're just like every time. It's just but look at him. It's just like your when your dog chews up your fiftieth pair of shoes. You're just like but look at him. <laughs> looking, looking in the the, yeah. the, the missing face. <laughs> yeah, just look at that little creature over there. I don't even know what he looks that like. Lost He's, soul. Uh, look at him. Yeah, we had people like this uh, when I was serving. There was usually at least one person on staff uh-huh. 
Orco? Was waiting, like Orcos? Yeah, just little little wizard men and women <laughs> that would just float around. And what would happen is they would usually be pretty young. They're wide-eyed. They're nervous. They're trying to do a good job. They don't. They just don't know what they're doing quite. And every shift, there would be one table that they just fucked up beyond <laughs> repair, and the manager would have to swoop in and save them. They weren't assholes. They just didn't know what they were doing. And that person always was just like, I went to school with the grandson of the owner. That's the only reason they're there, yeah. and that's why they're unfireable. That's Unless, my dad. Yeah, exactly. Unless they take a dump on the table or whatever, or yell at somebody, they're unfireable. Even then, just new location for you. <laughs> it's, it's like the Catholic Church. You take a dump on this table, move you right over uh, here. Dye your hair and then uh, new, new location. <laughs> Meanwhile, outside, He-Man is getting comp. Well, I'm sorry, Prince Adam. Hi, I'm Prince Adam. <laughs> you got that down. Hi, buddy. I'm Prince Adam. He's getting combat lessons from Tila, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's going not great. I would say uh, in that Tila is super professional. She is even acting out, like role playing a part of like "fuck you, villain" and swiping swords at him. He-Man as Prince Adam is very much playing his role as kind of a spoiled brat. I yeah. mean, a little bit, because he's like, why do I need a bodyguard if you're my bodyguard? <laughs> what is it? Why do I need combat lessons if you're my bodyguard, huh? You black-hearted villain! Prepare to defend yourself! Hey, take it easy, will you? Oh, come on, Anna! I'm just trying to make your combat lesson fun! What do I need lessons for? Aren't you my bodyguard? If you had a little skill, Adam, you wouldn't need a bodyguard. Maybe you wouldn't need a bodyguard if you would just pay attention and try and to yeah. be a man. Like, that's kind of a thing that shows up a lot is the dad's like, his dad, King Randor, is just like, ah, oh, this kid, I'm so embarrassed by my son. I can't take him to, like, I can't talk about him in the steam room after my workout. Like, I can't tell other men that this is my child. But I want him seeing that where everyone is just kind of like, ah, oh, this Prince Adam. I want him to play it up more to where he's just like an insufferable prince, like yeah. the worst kind of royalty. <laughs> but then I think what would happen is we would come all the way around to where people don't take him seriously as Prince Adam. And he knows he's He-Man, so that he would end up trying to get them to be impressed by him as Prince Adam. Yeah. Like, oh, look what I could do over here. And they still won't give him credit, even though he's like lifting buildings over his head or whatever. Like, I'm so ashamed of my son. Exactly. He's, he's strapping just, lad, he's like, like, God, I wish, I wish anybody else was my kid. I wish Orko was my son. Orko, you're my... That's the thing. It's like that sort of thing where it's like, Orko's my real son. He's the one that I confide in because at least he's out there trying. But this son of mine, Ram Man is on the scene as well. <laughs> Ram Man, everyone's favorite. He, he's a stalwart. Yeah. yeah. Give him a round. Everyone give him a round of applause for getting out of bed in the morning. <laughs> With that music pops on. Yeah. If, if uh, we're getting we, we realize, like if you hear a certain uh, music cue or type of music cue on the show, it probably sounds like circus music. Then either Orko or Ram Man is in the building and you better watch out because it's, it's going to be or both. And then you really got to watch out because one's going to ch- accidentally change you into a flower. And the other one is just going to accidentally ram you with his head because uh-huh. that's what he does. That's his only use is to ram things. He barely does it right. He is if, Lenny from Of Mice and Men was the juggernaut. That's who Ram Man is. Duh, over what? It's no trick to be tough, Adam. You just gotta use your head. Oh. A special kind of dumb. The kind of dumb that means you can't even open your mouth and say a sentence without first saying some consonant sound. Just like, duh, hey guys, how's it going? Buh, yeah, I'll take a sandwich. Duh, yeah, it's just all, all those. Duh, buh, you know, any of these, that's how he, t- <laughs> you touch your tongue to the roof of your mouth for sure. And yeah. And then you talk, he, he has to like, it's him loading up like a computer, what he's going to say. Let me hold on. I know I got to talk, but let me first open my mouth. And he's got that. You know, he's like, he's not a, a smart guy. We all know this. And they know at the end of the show, Tila, he man makes some comment about like, Hey, what are you going to do without your boyfriend around talking about Malik, which that's its own thing. We got to get into in a minute. Low key harassing her. Oh, they're not even low key. <laughs> like, they are not taking serious, a very serious situation pebbles at her because he man's trying to flirt with her. And, but he's been giving her shit. Tila basically says like, I'm going out with Ram man. And then Ram man walks, just Thug strides walking, away. Like, bro. uh, staying alive should have come on right then. Hey guys, when you got it, <laughs> you got it. 
Uh, when you got it, you got it. <laughs> but it's so unfair to him because he does not realize he is a pawn in the sexual power games of these two super people, Tila and He-Man. Dude, it's not fair to him. You see how he jumps around, bro. Well, look, he's very... He's ram. He's very virile. Man. But he is also... I think it's probably illegal to be sexual with him. <laughs> Just, I don't think he has the capacity. Yeah, you're I don't right. think. Yeah, it's okay, not, unless you're, right. you're his caretaker, especially if you're his caretaker. Probably you're going to jail. You are. <laughs> if I'm going, no, no, you no, are too. Saying, no, I'm saying if you if you mess with the Ram Man, you're going to jail. Too late. <laughs> so we were talking about them giving Tila shit. Yeah. This whole thing when it when the story starts to break, <laughs> and Tila is made aware. Hey, Malik. This guy, you know, from college is still into you and is causing all kinds of trouble. Everybody, He-Man, Ram-Man, uh, I don't know, maybe Battle Cat, like maybe Brave Star shows up for a second and says, so everybody has to say, and multiple times He-Man does it. Malik, hey, wasn't he your old boyfriend? He thought so. Malik, uh, your old boyfriend? Don't you start in on it too. Are you going to help us or not? <laughs> I hope you don't take losing Malik too hard, Tila. Uh, you think your boyfriend will be happy to see us? For the last time, Malik was not, nor will he ever be, my boyfriend. So your boyfriend's back, huh? Hey, probably miss your boyfriend a lot, don't you? Are you excited about seeing your boyfriend? <laughs> this guy is your boyfriend. You love this man. Like, they just really hit her with it over and over again. And this is a guy who maybe before was just kind of creepy. Uh-huh. But... Now, we're being told, is committing crimes in the name of I'm in love with this woman, I'm obsessed with her. (laughs) And they're still giving her shit, like busting her balls over how this guy has a crush on her. And sadly, it's such a reflection. I mean, maybe hopefully less and less so. But it's just like, it's like if you're getting beat up every day at school and you come home and they're like, (laughs) roughhousing again, huh? You you and those guys are really good friends, eh? You're like, yeah, they're beating the shit out of me. Fuzz walks up. He's like, you know, it's the way you're dressed, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone is not helping this situation in it at all. Yeah, nobody has like, every, yeah, probably like uh, Captain Kirk from Star Trek, <laughs> Star Trek the animated series. Web Woman has some things to say about it. Like everybody on the filmation crew. And I, I want to say that Lou Scheimer, he has a wife. He had a daughter that he would have had a better hold on this, but yeah. we can't lay it all on his at his feet. He only did 99% of the stuff that was going on at the company, but <laughs> it, it's real. I mean, it's frustrating. It's funny because it's absurd, but uh, it's a bummer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's an undercurrent of evil coursing through this cartoon, Mm -hmm. much like the River of Slime coursing beneath New York City and the film Ghostbusters (laughs) 2. I'm I'm confronting you about it. (laughs) You are. You may remember, Your Honor, (laughs) Cheat the Witness is hostile. The, The throbbing vein of that evil coursing through this cartoon is none other than my new favorite filmation character, Locus the Monkey Demon. I, is all I can think to call him. This is a good lord. I I just perked. I was I was kind of worried. Sometimes I pick one of these. We start to watch, and then it's like, oh, it's not crazy enough, whatever. Uh-huh. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, it's a guy, a wizard, whatever. Yeah. And then suddenly there is the what uh, like a cherub, uh-huh. like a little angel baby. Yeah. This is just the polar opposite of that. He is a small red skinned monkey man, geriatric who, baboon. Yeah, he, he's half old man. He's half elderly, half infant. It's some unholy mix of the two. He has a little like monkey body. Has a little black speed on bat wings yep. and then the face of a baboon it is not even oh, and then like the eyebrows of some and 1940s the, hollywood actor and the voice slips in and out of the old man from family guy he's kind of the, he's a little bit of the the pervert uh, the Hi, herbert Tyler. yeah the herbert from <laughs> family guy sometimes he sounds like a witch crossed with like a 1800s prospector yeah because yeah i he is so great i love it there is no price i would not pay to make that dream come true Who are you? I am Locos, a special messenger sent by my master. He knows how you feel about Tina and can help you make her yours. This 
guy should have been paired with Skeletor. They should be at each other's throats. Sometimes they're working together. They're always working against each other, though. I love this little guy. Yeah. I also think he's adorable. Like, I want to put a diaper on him and just, like, hold him, like, walk around and swaddling him, petting his little mane. I want to see him wake up from a nap and look all sleepy-eyed and just rubbing his eyes like, oh, He would talk so much. You'd, you'd get annoyed of his talking, no, though. You don't think no. so? I think, I think this is another situation like Orko. Okay. Yeah. Where it's just like, you know what? His cuteness makes up for all of it. I love it. I also love that he is just this little asshole. He, he looks like he really is ugly as sin. I mean, yeah. I, there's something cute about it, but he does look like kind of like a shaved uh, flying monkey from Wizard of Oz. Uh huh. Yeah. I love how much of a little shit causer he is. He is this little asshole. <laughs> yeah. He's always doing the thing where he's wringing his hands at a speed that you can't. People don't do this for ten straight minutes. Yeah. Like it. <laughs> just. Oh, I'm so happy about it. He is so into the mischief and the mayhem, and I wanted them to push it more, where he is just, like, tricking everybody into being pissed off at everybody else. Because it seems like he he's there to get the guy's soul because right. the boss says so. But I think his real motivation is just, like, chaos. Yeah. He loves chaos. He loves fucking with people. <laughs> he, he's even getting lost, like, four times a day. He's like, I love it. I don't even care. <laughs> I don't even care what I'm doing. <laughs> ah, price. <laughs> ah. He's in a cage underwater, like, yeah, yeah, you can find him in any situation he's uh there's a superman character who i'm gonna fuck the name up of but he like his name is all consonants it's mr mixel pitlick and it's all consonants something okay. to that effect he is a seventh dimensional imp that comes from another dimension uh -huh. and fucks That's the seventh one the seventh the yeah. best one mm -hmm. he comes the lucky one he comes here fucks with superman until you can get him to say his name backwards then he leaves all he does in the meantime is just test everybody's patience and warp reality around him, much like this little guy does. And that's who I want this character to be. <laughs> I want him to be or the great. What was it? The great gazoo or whatever. The little green alien oh, yeah, guy on yeah. Flintstones. That's who this shot guy should be. He should be in every episode. Some fan out there with video editing skills. Please just go and insert him in all the episodes. <laughs> Some guy just turned around. And was like, I own it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Already did it. Are you on there? That's right. Uh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta be careful. You gotta be real careful when you open up that can. It keeps giving. And Malik, as a self-proclaimed wizard uh, who went to wizarding school, he, he self-proclaimed. You can he, yeah. He had <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I'm attacking his character, so I have to you know throw the language out there a little bit. I mean, he went to college for wizarding. It seems that he has a at least an associate degree in it. If not, he seems good at magic. Yeah. They talk about how great a magic guy he is, but he sits here and is looking at this. I mean, for all the cuteness of it. A monster, a demon. This creature is horrific. It's red-skinned. It has bat wings. If it has bat wings, you should start questioning. Yeah. If it has a monkey face, combine that. Red, red skin, all these things say demon. And I believe he identifies himself as a demon. And yet Malik is surprised when, after shaking his hand, the thing starts fucking him over immediately yeah. and causing chaos and destroying shit outside of the castle, all this stuff. Like later, when it's controlling his hand, that's the way that Locus forces control over him is that anytime Malik holds up his hand, they shook hands over the deal. He just kind of goes, no, 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 and then points at him. And then his hand does whatever Locus says. He acts like this is a surprise. <laughs> Non-wizards would see this coming from miles away. This should be covered in like one of the 101 classes where it's like, if you are going to deal in the supernatural. Yeah. Watch out for this kind of guy. Like this is the guy in the dictionary that they would say demon. That's what they look like. And Locus. don't shake anyone's hand. No, 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 no. Don't shake hands because, like, there's diseases everywhere, <laughs> especially when they're little baboon people. God knows where he's been. He doesn't even want to know where he's been. <laughs> don't make deals with demons, I think, is a pretty simple rule to live by. So Locus, immediately on making the deal, flies out the window and causes a ecological cataclysm to happen on the ground surrounding the castle. Yeah. I think the planeteers should have been flying by like softly weeping over what they're seeing because it's just like trees decimated, uh, floods, all this shit. You know, it's it looks terrible out there. <laughs> this is the least subtle way to show that this guy's not going to do it how you want. He's just going to break your shit. Uh -huh. And then he flies over to Eternia, dresses up like a human, lies to them. It's just like he's, he's not really putting a lot of his magic to work in any subtle, demonic, like smooth way the way that we like to modernly think of like a devil being like hey why don't i seduce you into doing what i want you to do he's more just like i'll do it and then just runs over and throws something <laughs> at somebody <laughs> when he talks to tila in the guise of a human 
which is just you. You said he looked like. You said he looked like Doctor Zayas. Yeah, because <laughs> he has a page boy haircut. He's an older man, <laughs> but he has a page boy haircut and a big beard, and so all of that equals just like your head, your face is just framed with a circle of thick hair. Yeah, it's kind of a, he's like he's like a hipster, but he's very muscled up actually, like like everybody in Eternia, pretty much. I might have been in the, the monkey state of mind with uh, with the bad. No, man I face. completely. I think you were right on right on with that. Mm. When he goes to tell Tila what's happened, the, the conceit, I guess, is that he's going to tell her, hey, I'm a guy who lives near Malik's place. You know, that guy you went to college with? I live right by where he is, and uh, he fucking blew the place up. Forgive my sudden intrusion, Captain Tila, but I must speak to you. Certainly, Mr. Um... Locus, ma'am. I'm a farmer from Artana, or I was a farmer until until Malik, the wizard of Stone Mountain, destroyed our crops. Not Malik. He would not never use his powers for destruction. But there's one more thing, ma'am. He destroyed the dam out of loneliness for you. Because he's lonely. For you, dun dun dun. This, I mean, I, it doesn't quite feel like he's blaming her, but he's saying it as though she's responsible for this. Like, she now has to go fix it because it's her that he is needing so badly. What a one shitty thing to say, but also what a weird thing to hear randomly. Like some stranger comes up to you and says, hey, Travis, you remember that girl, Tina, that was so into you back oh, in college? Yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not doing so great right now. Oh, man, what happened? Well, she's uh, planting pipe bombs all over town. Jeez, dude. Yeah, and she blew dude. up my apartment building just now. Good Lord, man. You couldn't have her? asked her to the fucking winter formal? I'm living on the streets. I mean, it's me? It's you. Dude, no. Okay. Yeah. So someone comes up to you and tells you that somebody's committing crimes because they're into you. I'm not going to run off to go try to stop them. And I'm going to kind of talk some shit to you. Yeah, I'm going to say, why are you fucking telling me this? <laughs> why do you why stop you, me? Why, you should be warning me that this person is out for me, not sending me to go talk to them. You know what? I think you're a demon. Everybody runs everywhere on this show, by the way. <laughs> they have some really great running in profile animation for each of the main characters. Yeah. And they put it to great use. Like earlier in the episode, E-Man and Ram Man are like, hey, you want to go get lunch? Yeah, sure. And then run out of the room <laughs> like there's a fire somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Can't get that sandwich soon enough. So they run off to face Malik. Mm -hmm. Tila gets put in prison, all this stuff. And she, that's when she deserves it, though. <laughs> I'm I, I turned to. I'm like, listen. You're like, no, at this point, I'm kind of thinking she kind of screwed him over by not look marrying what you done him. To him. Yeah, look what you did by not marrying him and paying attention to him, even though you weren't <laughs> interested. His head. Yeah, <laughs> poor little guy. That's what he said. Probably he's like, too he's much of. Her off too. He's like, yeah, listen to him. <laughs> they get to the castle. She gets trapped. Things aren't going well. But yeah, things needless to say, now. things aren't great. Let's admit it, folks. <laughs> and of course, now that she is in Malik's clutches. Immediately, like without even letting him get much of a shot, which he didn't have, because she's just saying, no, dude, no, not going to happen. Locust then says, OK, she's here technically, so it's now time to collect. And it's your soul that he's going to get. He calls on his master who emerges from a furnace, a, a poorly animated. It's supposed to be that he's made out of fire. He's like a big He almost looks like he's one of these like tree people, uh -huh. like in Lord of the Rings or something like that. You know, that typical thing. But then they just painted it yellow. Now he's a fire guy, yeah. I guess. But they, they never name him. He is called many things. He's called like the Lord of Darkness, evil incarnate. They're saying everything but Satan. <laughs> but it's if this is what Satan looks like, and in this case, a puddle of piss that has a mouthful of peanut butter because he's got these shitty like orange like ugh, gross looking lips yeah then i'm not too worried <laughs> if i'm worried about the apocalypse it's like the saddest looking tree just just caught fire caught fire and is now slowly <laughs> burning he's just non-threatening completely but he's there to collect and the whole thing goes down that you know basically human shows up wrestles a demon to a standstill the demon basically says like you're too powerful for me and now corinne who's going to offer herself up for Malik. You'll not take him! I say no! I offer you another soul, evil one. A soul freely given for Malik's. My own. Kareem! Your soul? Unheard of. I love Malik and would risk anything for him. Even oblivion itself. Curse you, girl. Any soul that would give itself up for another must be filled with the one power I can never overcome. The power of love. 
real love this time. Malik should have been taken to hell. Yeah. His soul, I'm, I'm not saying this is a judgment, but he fucking made mistakes. A lot of them. He And he's done a lot of selfish things. Maybe he needs to go to hell, at least for a little bit. Just send him to like a timeout. Yeah, okay. <laughs> a hell timeout. But no, Kareen, who, my opinion is that she has her own strange obsession with Malik to think that he is an attractive, healthy partner to pursue yeah. during all of this. And then they're in love. Then they then they hug and they're in love and everything's set right. Malik apologi- half apologizes. Yeah. And it's all good. <laughs> everything's fine. Tila's just like, hey, dude, it's okay. You know, just now you got a girlfriend. Leave me alone. Yeah. Lose my number. Man. Please quit talking noise about me. Yeah, please do it. Destroy my friendships. And even, and that's when He Man says yet another thing about, yeah, you miss your boyfriend, huh? You miss him? You're going to miss him now, your boyfriend? He throws a penny. He's like, hey, pick that up for me. He's just no good. <laughs> he's no good. At, he's not even good at the jokes. That's the thing. Not that it's good, but if you're going to do that, you got to try to make it funny. Just be like, hey, it's your, it's your boyfriend, huh? It's like this schoolyard type of joking around where yeah. calling someone your boyfriend is enough to be an insult. <laughs> and it is in this case because the guy's a fucking stalker. <laughs> And they segue from there directly into the wrongest moral. Almost, the, I guess the wrongest would be don't lead guys on. That would be the <laughs> complete opposite wrong moral to teach here. But the moral, it oh, almost. The segue, I just imagine all of them hop on the segue. <laughs> hop on the segue over to Moral Town, we go, the moral room. It's almost not even a moral. Tila, and it's sad, it's sad that they're making her say this. It's she a collage. Could, be saying, it's, it's a just, collage. Well, because what they say. In today's adventure, Malik thought he could do whatever he wanted. But instead, he found that when you do something wrong, you may get away with it for a while. But sooner or later, you have to answer for it. Fortunately for him, Malik had friends who cared about him and came to his rescue. All of us make mistakes. But doing something wrong when you know it's wrong really doesn't make sense. Sooner or later, it catches up to you. Malik did bad things and he thought he could get away with it. He could do whatever he wanted, but he couldn't. If you do bad things and you know they're bad, don't. <laughs> that's not a moral. That's just, that is, that is the worst. <laughs> that's not, that's nothing. That's, and, and she also throws in that luckily he had friends to help him out. Like she considers him a friend still, which is, that's cool of her. But no, that's not, you're getting it wrong, Tila. You've been brainwashed by these motherfuckers, I guess, that you're getting it so wrong. If not, that you should go seek help if you're still obsessing about someone you never had a relationship with. At very least, it should have been, hey, it's okay. If someone's not wanting the relationship that you want, there's other people out there. No problem. (laughs) The lessons always go sideways. Man, they are so rarely. I mean, maybe I complain when they just (laughs) introduce random ones like. Like on this one, it would have been like, hey, kids, don't go home with strangers like that. That's not related to this at all. But it seems more I can get behind. I'm like, you know what? That's pretty innocuous. And I can I can back that up. You're not getting it wrong. In this case, it's like, oh, they tried and they fell really flat. (laughs) They did not catch the real message here. That's so maybe I should start giving them a little pat on the back, a little gold star when they do a moral that just makes any sense in its own context. Like don't eat poison. Murder's wrong. <laughs> Clapping every time. Good boy. Around. Yeah. And no one. It's just producer, filmation producer Lou Scheimer, like reading these off a list. And then his wife and his daughter are clapping for him in the living room. Like, that's a good one, Louie. You did good, kid. You did good, buddy. So that's it. So that's it, huh? <laughs> You're just going to walk away from filmation February? And lock all your favorite cartoons and toys in the closet for another year. I can't believe you. No. We can become. No. 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 Oh, not that either. No, I can't indulge that or the, the whiny, whiny pants that just came through here. <laughs> we'll be coming back to more Filmation shows uh, all, all the time. I mean, we love them. We love He-Man. We love Bravestar. We love She-Ra. Well, you love them. You love to keep them from me. Yeah, I love to not do them five times a day. I like to change it up a little bit. Oh, do you never want to watch the Thundercats again? Is that what you're saying? I'm not saying that. Oh, what sounds like it, Travis? (laughs) I turned into (laughs) him. No, sadly, this is the last episode that we'll be covering for Filmation February 2019, a month for all lovers, big and small, (laughs) of Filmation and quality animation. You can follow us on Twitter at dptooncast. You can email us, dptooncast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash 
TP Tooncast. And please, if you are listening to us at all on anything, which if you're hearing this, you are, whatever you're listening to us on, whatever platform you use, anything, find out how to rate and or review this podcast on that platform. And please do so, guys. It helps get the word out there, puts us up on lists and things like that. I want to be able to point to it and say, these people kind of enjoyed our show. You can also check out our rap music video on YouTube. It's a parody mashup of 1992's X-Men animated series theme with Sir Mix-a-Lot's Baby Got That Back. Just search Days Past Tooncast. Video's called X-Men Attack. Uh, double up. Uh, uh, uh. Travis? Yes. I love you. I love you too. It's almost like we took our vows again. As Days Past Tooncasters, I vow to continue tunecasting with you about not only the Filmation cartoons, but Thundercats, G.I. Joe, and every damn thing between. And I vow to keep trying to talk you into making this become a Filmation podcast forever and always. I think the only way to seal this deal yeah. is with a heartfelt tutor, my duder. Mm. A strong tutor, my duder to you. Uh, fabulous secret powers were by I'll tell y'all something. I've got a deep V on my shirt. <laughs> this V, V's don't get any deeper than this. Hey, Cringer. Hello, Cringer. <laughs> I can't even do it. Hey, Cringer. Hey, Cringer. Hi, Cringer. Do you remember me? I am Adam. <laughs> Adam? I barely know him. Ah. Uh... <laughs> hey, I'm Prince Adam. <laughs> Hey, I'm Prince Adam. It's on this. Hickory dickory, dickory dock. Mexico, you got I've got a wizard in my baby. Yo, you tell me, he man. I'm an old man. Yeah, sign me up, man. I'm in it. I'm in the band, actually. <laughs> so sign you up to be in the to for the band that you're in. Yes. I'll sign you up to your own mailing. Please do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's complicated. Got it. You won't do shit. You ain't doing shit, you motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> He man, he man. That's right, that's right. Da 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 da. That's right. Da bobby babuba. That's right. That's right. And the that's right dancers of the universe. Bash on females. Oh, oh, away, Travis. I love it, dude. You're like, oh, buddy. Bash on women's. Who's been following you, honey child? You little child, you. How many childs do y'all have? Y'all thinking about having more childs? Aw, honey child. Aw, honey child. Aw, honey child. <laughs> it's one of those honey children I've heard all about. They're dangerous. You can't trust them. I say sp- spread them on a peanut butter sandwich and get them out of the way. Ba 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 piss powder. Gonna touch that chowder. Gonna hunt that child, yeah. Chowder. Chowder, more like powder the movie. Oh, man. I. I definitely watched the shit out of that. I saw it in the theater once, never saw it again, but I got called powder in junior high. <laughs> Did you? Yep. Even though I had a full head of long red hair, just for being pale, I was suddenly powder. And if that wasn't enough, it wasn't. <coughs> <laughs> that was enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm great. <laughs> <laughs>